0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business of PT podcast. I'll be your host, JT Moore. In this podcast, we will be interviewing successful physical therapists and learning about their stories in the field of PT. We will discuss a variety of topics such as entrepreneurship, careers, and pathways in physical therapy, as well as important characteristics in becoming a great PT. I hope you enjoy this episode, and if you liked it, make sure to subscribe to get updates when new podcasts are released. Thanks, everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of having Jamie Schreier with us. He is the founder and CEO of The Practice Freedom U and the author of The Practice Freedom Method, The Practice Owner's Guide to Work Less, Earn More, and Live Your Passion. He helps clinicians in growing a business, marketing, business development, practice management, hiring, firing, team engagement, and reimbursements. He was previously the owner of Shrier Physical Therapy based out of Rockville, Maryland. Jamie, thanks for coming on. Thanks, JT, appreciate uh, you inviting me. Yeah, I'm really excited to be able to talk to you and, and learn the things that you have to be able to help physical therapists um, grow and, and progress in their business. Um, would you be able to introduce yourself to the audience and give a little background on yourself?
1: Yeah, well, uh, Jamie Schreier, uh like you, like you mentioned, I live uh, just north, right out of Washington, DC and, and Rockville been in the physical therapy industry for, whew, for going on 25 plus years. Um I uh, uh after bouncing around a little bit after uh PT school, um I uh had had that urge, had that bug to uh to start my own practice. Uh nervous as hell with uh not not too much uh, money in the pocket. I just said, you know, I just got to do my own thing. And uh got to mustered up the courage and uh opened it up and it was a the greatest decision of my life scary as hell but did it and then um a couple years into it we started to grow and i started to hire and what i realized about hiring is i had no clue what i was doing i just assumed everyone had my same work ethic everyone just did what you had to do if, if five o'clock came and a patient was late you stayed after five you, you didn't say sorry i'm leaving and the person was sitting there on exercises so um, about two and a half years into it I started noticing I'd beginning more anxious anxiety my my wife was noticing like I was waking up like in, in sweats like you know in the middle of the night like just weird weird stuff and I just I just kind of flashed forward to like 10 years um, from that moment I went is this what it's gonna be like just just working more and more hours and stressed and anxious and started bringing back up some childhood memories and all this other junk. And I was like, you know what? This is not what I'm about. There, there's there's more to me, there's more to this. I just don't know what the heck I'm doing. So that's when I just made a commitment to learn more about the business of physical therapy, which is very different and I'm sure we'll get into. Um, and um, invested a lot of money and a lot of time, made a, made a, made a ton of mistakes. Uh, but eventually learned how to do some things. And um, and nine years later, I was able to build just a small practice, only a couple locations. But I took 137 days off and made more money than I ever did. And I was just happier. I wasn't waking up at, at 2 o'clock in the morning in the cold sweats. I, I actually looked forward to Mondays. Usually I hated Mondays. Um, and then I just started sharing my story and sharing what I did. And Lo and behold, so many people started reaching out saying, hey, can, can you share with me what I did? And that's how I kind of accidentally got into this coaching world,
0: which uh, I just fell in love with and just felt like, like this is my purpose
1: in life to, to help other people on this level. And um, that's what I've been doing for the last eight years uh, with Practice Freedom You. Perfect. Yeah, I'm excited to be able to get into that and see like all the things that you
0: help. Um, provide and give aid to with all of your clients. Um, But I also wanted to know what kind of of initially got you into PT and why did you enter the PT career field? Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting. Um, uh, Freshman
1: year, I went to the University of Delaware. Uh, Freshman year, the end of freshman year, I was kind of taking a break from studying from exams. I went out played some basketball. I'm a uh, big big sports guy, as I know you are too, and uh, twisted my ankle. And, uh, you know, the ankle blew up probably a grade one grade two sprain so you know i went to the uh, infirmary and what do they do they put a little uh one of those blow up casts which as as we know are just worthless gave me some crutches and i walked around a day later the ankle was 10 times the size it was painful as hell and um you know a bunch of friends of mine um you know were in the sports area and, and basketball and they said hey jamie why don't you come down to the training center i was like am i allowed to they're like yeah yeah come on down so that's when I was introduced to athletic training, and I just loved it. I just loved the whole anatomy and the figuring out of stuff. So, um, so I did that for a little bit, and then I just said, okay, what can I do with this? And they said, well, you can do this, this, and this work for teams. And I said, yeah, it's not, it's not kind of my thing, wrapping ankles. So uh, that's when they said about physical therapy, and that's when I was introduced to it. Uh, a little nervous about all the science stuff. But I was like, you know, let me let me try to do some of the science stuff and actually study <laughs> uh, Luckily, it all worked out and ended up going to University of Maryland and uh, and I guess the rest is history.
0: That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, no, like, I feel like a lot of us in the field have had like kind of a personal experience with PT. And so we get introduced to it like that. And of course, we like it because we're working on on uh, the body and everything. It's something that we are, have invested so much time in being an athlete. So yeah, I love that right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to kind of now talk about um, Practice Freedom U. Could you explain, kind of explain briefly what it is? Can you explain how that idea came to be and what the goal of it? We talked earlier on how in PT school, um, we kind of get a, a general education to become a general clinician. And a lot of us maybe have that desire to open up our own business or own practice one day. But because of how the formatting of education has worked out, we don't get a lot of time in that. Like, for example, my class, we had once, or like my whole program, we have one semester. And I love my program. It was great. It taught me so many great skills. But yeah, the business side, because of how spread thin we are, only was able to get a little bit of time. Could you explain to us why you created Practice Freedom U and the benefits of it? Yeah,
1: well, JT, it's interesting because, um, you know, being in school many, many years ago, we had nothing. I mean, zero in the form of business. So I went back to school. Um, So I was the first graduating master's of of Maryland. And then a few years later, they started transitioning to the doctorate. So I went back, I I said, look, if I did all this, what's one more year, I'll go back get my transitioning doctorate. So even in the transitioning doctorate program, there was one small class on business. And I just remember this, and I'm not gonna call out the person who did this, but I remember a business owner came in, and of course I was, with with everything he had to say. And he started talking about marketing <laughs> and marketing was really taking some jelly beans, putting them in a container with your logo on it and handing them to doctors. And I went, this, this is my, and, and I already had my business for five years. And I'm like, this is marketing? I go, this isn't marketing. It's nothing to do with marketing. So even in, even in the transitional doctorate program, after three years, I realized school, and I spoke to some executive directors, physical therapy school is about one thing, and it's about teaching you to pass the boards. Because once you pass the boards, you now are licensed. Then it's up to you to go into whatever specific specialty that you want to do. So it's just the way it is. They only have so much time, so I don't, I don't get upset at them. But the, the problem is this, um, and I found that going into business myself, to, to answer your question, how Practice Freedom you came about, we are not prepared to go into business. None of us are. Even even if we think we are, we're not. And of course, I thought we, whether I was, because uh, I guess my ego is pretty big, or at least was. So um, once you're in business, you're, you're just trying to bounce around and figure it out. And what I realized is I didn't know what I was doing. And it was affecting me, affecting my personal life, it was affecting me physically. It was affecting my business. I just worked longer hours which i'm okay you know we're, we're hard worker people i'm not afraid to work hard but i kept working more but i wasn't really making more money so more hours less money god that's not that dif- you know that recipe is not a good recipe um and then i started speaking to some other people and it was interesting in the pt field nobody really talks about business that much like everyone talks about how well they're doing um in the business world and i just i just got the sense that either everyone hasn't figured it out and I don't, or everyone's is too ashamed to admit they don't know what they're doing because failure hasn't been one of our strong points, right? I mean, you probably haven't failed too much time in the academic world, or you wouldn't have gotten into school. So when I, when I got into learning the business of physical therapy and spending over $300,000 of my own money and thousands of hours of, of trying things, um I I learned a bunch of stuff I learned what marketing really is I learned what mistakes I made when hiring and training people I learned how I was communicating with my staff and how a lot of it was not good I learned about financials and metrics I learned all of these different things and I started sharing my story about where I was what I learned and what's what's my life like now and people started reaching out When he started reaching out look i went into pt i went into physical therapy to help people as i'm sure all of us did well then i realized that i love helping business owners that can then help their staff and their patients and their and their families on a much grander scale so that's where i got the idea like well, what if i was helping business owners i always loved that i always loved taking even in school i was very good at taking complicated things and simplifying it and making them kind of a, a story once I understood it. And that's what we're doing here is, is taking something that is, is, it can be very complex and very difficult to understand and presenting it in a way that is strictly fundamental. It's business principles, it's business fundamentals, but applying it to our field, applying it to physical therapy, applying it to um, the nomenclature that we use in school. So, um, so that's where Practice Freedom U came to be. And Practice Freedom U, it's all about freedom, right? That's what we do this for. We do it for freedom and freedom the way I define it is freedom's control. You have control over your life. You have control over the people you wanna serve. You have control over how you wanna do it, the care you wanna give. You have control over the income you wanna make. It's not determined by somebody else. You have control over how much time you wanna spend. I know. You're, you're recently married, right? You're mm-hmm. probably going to have a family. You want to be there for them. Um, and a lot of times working for other people, you can't do that. And what's worse, when you start working for yourself, you don't even get to two weeks off. Like you never feel like you can take off because there's always something going on. So I wanted to help and serve those people that wanted to actually have a business, to have control, and to be able to do things their way, to teach them how to do that. That's what practice freedom you is.
0: That is perfect. Thanks for that summary and, and being able to explain the whole process behind it. Um, one of the big things that I know that you preach about um, in your program and everything is the importance of mindset. And could you elaborate on that? What is so important about having a proper mindset when in, when
1: getting <laughs> into the business side of PT? What's important about mindset? Well, mindset is is everything. How we think. I, I call this the power formula, JT. So here's the thing. Everything you have in your life right now has come from uh, two things. One, decisions you've made, and two, the actions you've taken upon those decisions. Would you agree? Yep. Okay. So that means the decisions you've made came from how you think about something. It came from your perspective. It's like having a lens. You know, uh, I'm a little bit older now, and a couple years ago I needed glasses. I couldn't see crap, like reading something. I'm like, are you kidding me? So um, so I needed la- glasses. Well, not wearing reading glasses gave me a very different perspective of what the heck I was reading. I missed a few words, I, I couldn't see, I- I- my arms weren't even long enough to-, to-, to read something. And then all of a sudden I put on these reading glasses and now I have a, a different clarity. So what I'm reading is taking is, is a different perspective than what it was when I had a different lens, so to speak. Well, business, I mean, everything in our life, is based on how you see things. So how you see something is your mindset. It's how you perceive that thing. And in business, we are making decisions all the time. We're making decisions on where we want to open up. We make decisions on what type of Uh, people we wanna treat, we're making decisions on hiring and on insurance or cash base, we're making decisions on so many different things that every time we make a decision and act on it, that leads to a specific result. It doesn't mean it leads to the result that you want, it just leads to a result. So this whole game is all about developing how we think about things, developing how we problem solve. Developing and understanding that you know what we have biases we have we have perspectives in our brain based on growing up based on our influences in our lives based on who we've hung out with what we've read what TV we've watched what podcasts we listen listen to that determines how you think about things so your mindset is that perspective so if you want to change the result of something the The fastest way to do that and the best way to do that is start upgrading, I call it upgrading, upgrading how you think about things. And because we haven't had a lot of experience in business, there's a lot of opportunity to upgrade. That's what mindset means to me. And that's kind of how we, we approach it to help people get what they want. Perfect, thank you so much for that. Um,
0: and yeah, I guess I kind of wanted to know, like, how can we as, business, as as physical therapists that are wanting to open our own business, I mean, obviously things are, are, are kind of getting harder, I feel like, in certain ways. Um, obviously, there's a the competition that we have. There's the declining reimbursement rates that are currently going on. Um, and just being so busy with the day-to-day, how can a business continue to grow and progress with all those things piling up against us?
1: Well, it's interesting. Um, so when I graduated in the mid-'90s, You know what the problems were back then, declining declining reimbursements and and the whole insurance company stuff. I mean, a lot of these problems are the same problems. They may have a different dressing on them. Right. You know, but insurance companies are for profit. For the most part, they're for profit companies. You don't see too many going out of business. So, you know, we are taking money from them yes we're providing a service but from a business perspective you know they're going to try to reduce the money that's going out because if they do that they keep more and they make more money so this isn't something that has you know is is change or this is not something that's new it's something that's been there for a long time so that's not going to change and now you have some of these other problems with competition well you know what one of the challenges that we had when we first came out was competition now there's more competition now because of technology i don't believe there's necessarily more because there's more brick and mortar per capita or there may be, but there's more because of technology there's more access to solutions the competition may not be let's say the the chiropractor down the street or the other physical therapist down the street or the hospital system and all that um the competition might be google md the competition might be someone that's able to uh you know purchase a, a, a self product on on back pain and not go and see you um so there's just there's lots of competition and again that isn't new so with with competition and declining reimbursements and so many other things there's one thing that will never go out of stock And there's one thing that as business owners we have to do in order to combat all of these these forces and these pressures coming at us and that is to educate yourself on this to become a true business owner now we all have a clinical mindset and the reason we have a clinical mindset as clinicians is because you are doing it right now you are in school being taught how to be the very best clinician you can be and i imagine when you get out of school you're going to take continuing education courses and i imagine the continuing edge you're going to take is a revolving around being a better clinician and here's what i guess in three to five years when we talk again you're going to be one hell of a talented clinician but it won't be an accident it won't be some random thing jt it's because this is what you have done. This is where you put your time, your energy and your money to become the best clinician. Well, then one day, maybe within three to five years, you open up your own business. And the question is, how much time and energy are you going to put in to be a business owner? Because that ain't the same? And what I found, what was true with me and what I found with hundreds and hundreds of of physical therapists that went into business ownership because I've surveyed them. They may have read a book, 1495 on a book. They may have read the E-Myth book or Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or some other book that's out there. And they think reading a book that's one tenth of what one of your books is and one of your classes (laughs) is going to magically give them the wherewithal and the know-how to build a successful business. So it isn't that we can't do it. It's that our mindset has to be we need to invest and learn how to do it. And I've never seen anyone, whether they're they're part of our practice Freedom You family or, or taking some other programs out there, I've never seen anyone that learned it and then of course applied it, not become successful. I've never seen it. Where I've seen it fail is they think they know something and it doesn't work then they blame something outside of them of why it didn't work i don't have enough new patients or referrals in my clinic because of competition i'm not making enough money to pay my bills because of declining reimbursements that's not the reason that that really has little to do with it it's really about you taking it upon yourself to continue to be a lifelong learner and start to transition. If you choose to go in the business, if not, that's cool. But if you choose to choose to go in the business, you got to take responsibility and ownership of that, and start learning about the business you're in, because being a clinician and being a business owner are polar opposites in how we think and approach things. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. We
0: invest so much time and money and effort into becoming great clinicians, and to expect that because we do that automatically makes us become like anything in the business world i feel like it's such a like a fallacy that we can't expect that we have to really invest and apply the same amount of effort and time into becoming a great business person for that and so yeah i really love that a lot i've had actually um recently some people on the podcast that have went back and i mean some of them have just kind of learned it obviously some of them gone back and gotten their mba because they wanted to make sure that they had such a good understanding of the business side um so i love
1: that input Um, and and you don't have to do that you don't mm -hmm. need an mba to be yeah. successful do you have one that's great but now you're going to come out even more in debt add another yeah. hundred thousand dollars to your debt you don't need that there's there's lots of programs there's lot you know there's lots of courses there's lots of things out there now um that were not necessarily out there as much and that's that's a a good and bad thing because the more that's out there the more confusing it can be out in that world but it's just a matter of, of taking responsibility to learn about it because what kills me jt is i don't like seeing people that are struggling in business i don't like people seeing that are not successful in business because there's no reason for that you know why because there's so many darn people that need our help there are millions upon millions of people in this country that need our help being unsuccessful in doing that hurts our profession Nobody needs another broke business owner who's complaining about all this stuff because that's what gets then trickled down to students who are then are hearing all the horror stories of how bad business is. Uh-uh, business is not bad. Business is great, but you just can't go in there and pretend like you know how to do it if you don't. But there's, there's. I mean, if that's the bug that, that people have and people let listening here have, learn how to do it. Learn about operations and financials and marketing. Heck, you learned about neuroanatomy and, and, and physiology. You learned about that. This stuff is not as hard as that. This is actually easier. But you just can't assume that because you're smart, it translates to an area you don't know. And here's another mindset shift it is your duty. If you go into business, whether you're, you know, doing a, a side hustle or, or opening your own practice, brick and mortar, or perhaps doing something online, it is your duty as a business owner to be successful. And I mean financially successful. Because being financially successful to me is just a way of saying that, hey, I've helped that many people. And you don't want to weaken weaken the, the strong or strengthen the, you don't strengthen the weak by weakening the strong you want to make sure that you are strong that you are successful so then you can speak about it and help the next level of people
0: that is a great mindset shift right there i really like that and I, I want to elaborate on that how can we continue to have a growth mindset in the realm of business in that side that yes although we want to we may not have a ton of experience how can we have a growth mindset and continually progress
1: and gain that knowledge Yeah, so the the clinical mindset in the business owner growth mindset, um, and there's lots of books written on this. The book that was most influential to me was a book called Abundance um, by uh, Diamantis. Um, He's been involved in so many different things. Um, But, you know, a, a growth mindset is an abundance mindset. It means that there's not an equal sum game. It means that if you have a successful podcast, It doesn't mean that someone else doesn't have a successful podcast it doesn't work like that there's enough and he goes into research and hard facts that there's there's so much proof out there um so having that abundance or growth mindset is all about viewing the world as there is plenty for everyone so that's why you know when i meet people that have are having difficulties with finding referrals or new patients or what have you i go well, how many people are in the uh, in, in, in just this country? All right, let's say there's 300 million. How many are going to have some type of problem that a physical therapist could be able to help them? Let's say half of them. That's 150 million. How many people currently actually go to physical therapy? I think the last time I checked was like 9 million. 9 million, right? Even if I'm off by a couple of million, So how many people are out there, if they knew what you knew, if they knew how you could help them, would come to you for that solution? And they're like, well, tons of them would. I go, well, you don't need millions of people to be successful. You just need a handful every week to come in. So it isn't about there's not enough people. It's about your messaging and how you're approaching it is the problem. You see, a growth mindset, JT, is also looking at it as I'm accountable Growth equals accountability because it means it's possible, but we have to be accountable and you're not accountable by being a victim and a victim is someone who's blaming other things, other circumstances for their issues. And we've all been victims at one time or another, but that growth mindset is taking ownership and this understanding of this this, this clinical, this clinical owner, one of the ownerships you have to take is this clinical mindset. You have to realize that being a business owner is not necessarily being a good clinician. I know it's hard to hear that you're in school, you're trying to be a good clinician. You wanna be the best clinician you can. But if and when you move over to being a business owner, you wanna be the best business owner you can. And they are very, very different. Business ownership is about others. Clinician is about you. That's the first mindset shift. Being the best clinician means I'm the best clinician. I help other people. I'm good, which is fine. Being a business owner is about raising up and supporting others, about creating amazing clinicians, creating amazing business, delivering a consistent, repeatable, amazing experience to patients it's about putting your stake and saying this is what i'm about and this these are the people i want to serve that's all growth mindsets um which is you know obviously different than a non-growth yeah
0: i love that a lot like truly thinking on yeah we are as clinicians are are working on improving ourselves and our abilities but yeah we can't expect to be able to like juggle both of those simultaneously and think that just because we're a great clinician that's going to automatically correlate to a whole different field all different responsibilities so i love that love that idea right there um, i also want to know what kind of advice would you give to owners who really want to grow and become successful what are those things that you found that you wish you had learned early on in your career that really helped you get that next level of success
1: yeah so um, leaders are readers If if you're not reading and you don't have to be the uh, big time business owner, this is just for anyone. Leaders are readers. Um, You have to read. There's so many great perspectives, so many great stories um, that can teach you so much about whatever it is you're passionate about. In this case, business. I read lots of different books on the, on, on business, on marketing, on people on personalities on hiring, just everything I have an interest in books, just people's stories of how they did things and and just learning from from other people and other mentors that have been there. I think specifically, if you're in a business right now and you're struggling, uh, struggling to get more patients, struggling because you're working so many hours, struggling because you just don't know what the heck you're doing. One of the key things that you want to focus on is putting in systems. We call them SOPs, Standard Operating Procedures. And really all that means is putting a way of doing something that gets a consistent repeatable result. It's kind of like McDonald's. I never liked doing this because I always felt that I'd lose my individuality when I was so structured into systems. But what systems do is they help remove things from your plate. They help you delegate things from your plate. Most people struggle because the mindset is, I can do this myself. I call it the Home Depot model you know, do it yourself. That's not what business ownership is about. You know, that's a self-employed business model. True business ownership is creating processes and systems so other people can learn how to do something to get to predictable result, which then frees you up. So if you're struggling in that, start looking at what you can do to delegate from your plate, no matter what it is. I mean, the first thing I delegated was answering the phones. I just was impulsive about answering the phones and I hired. So, I mean, I had someone doing it for me. I still did it. And she was pissed off at me. She goes, Jamie, um, you keep answering the phones. I think that's my job. And so I finally just said, you know what? I'm not going to answer the phone anymore. You, it's your job. I know you can do it. And then what I did is, but I'd like you to answer the phone like this. So good morning, Schreier physical therapy. This is Claudia. How may I help you? Um, so, That was a system because prior to that, she would answer it however she wanted to answer it. And then I realized that I was jumping in, answering the phone because of that, instead of teaching her what I wanted. So just something as simple as that. And then you can start looking at other things to delegate. So that's one of the things, you know, leaders are readers uh, looking at your business to see what you want to delegate. And remember the things you want to delegate or things that you don't particularly like to do, where you don't, you're not really good at them. So initially, if you're uh, what we call a committed clinician, you're you are the business, you're a solopreneur, then treating is one of the things you really love to do. So start delegating some of the administrative stuff. Um, but if you let's say uh, have some other employees and you're like, you know, I'd really like to, you know, reduce some of my treatment. So I can focus more on the business, as Michael Gerber says in his book to E Myth, focus on my business, focus on marketing, or to, or doing some other things. Um, then you want to delegate maybe some of the uh, treatment aspects to so hire other talented physical therapists, such as yourself that's going to be coming out. There's other people that can do this, and I guarantee, J.T., you and a lot of your 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 classmates want one thing more than anything else, and that's mentorship, and these people that have been out, they can be amazing mentors to teach you, but they have to think like that. If not, you don't have people mentoring the next level, and that's not good for the industry. It's not good for our business.
0: Yeah, no, I, I loved that you mentioned the portion of systems. Like my brother, he currently works for Amazon, and just seeing like how efficient they run, and it's all based off of systems. It's like... Everything is structured to a T, and that's why they have such efficiency. That's why they are such. A, they have such a great product is because of that system that they create. I love that aspect, and I also loved yeah. that you talked about leaders are readers. That's something that I feel like even people that have become great clinicians, I ask them, okay, how did you become that? And one of the biggest things that they've said is that just because you graduate school doesn't mean that you don't open up the research, that you're not looking into that consistently. I feel like if you want to excel in anything, you have to constantly be learning. You have to have that growth mindset. And so just to think that in business, the same thing applies is so is such a good thing to know. Um, what would you say are some of the maybe the, the two or th- you mentioned a couple of books already, but what would you say if you had to say the top three books that have influenced you? What
1: would you say they were and why? Well, some of the old school books that still are relevant today is the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Um, that was one of the most influential books I've, I've ever read. And, and the reason it was is because um he just simply just said, the E stands for entrepreneurial. And he said, there's an entrepreneurial myth that basically says, if you work hard, then you will be successful. And it's just simply not true. Is work hard, is, is, is that one of the things you need to do? Yeah, you gotta be willing to work hard. You gotta be willing to have grit and courage, but by no means working hard creates success, all right? Because there's a lot of people that work hard that are not successful. So he talked about this idea of a self-employment business. Like if you say, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm self-employed. Self-employed is different than owning a business. The next book that really took that to another level for me is the book um, The Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. He originally was famous for Rich Dad Poor Dad. I read that one. Um, you, you've read that? Yeah, I read that. One. That's a good one. Yes. Yeah, Rich Dad Poor Dad kind of goes against what you and I have done, right? Like, we got a lot of education, (laughs) we're smarter than everyone. So that kind of resonated with me because I always felt like, you know, I love my education, I love learning, but I never want to use that in my own detriment looking down on other people or, or stop learning. So I read I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, but the book that really got to me was Cash Flow Quadrant. Have you read that one? I have not. No, I want to check that one out. So the, so the Cash Flow Quadrant was really about how money comes into your, your household, your world. And it comes in four different ways. Either as an employee, you're working for someone else making money. Self-employed, you're working for yourself, business owner. Now you're leveraging time and and business or an investor. You put money in the market or real estate or something like that. So I really focused on this idea of self-employed and business owner. And I realized that I was basically self-employed. The money I made was tied to how many hours I put in. Even when I hired a couple of people, I worked more and more and more, but never saw the money there. Now, some people like lawyers or doctors, they're self-employed. They, they, they use their brains or use their hands and they make a decent living. But if they go on vacation, they don't make any money. Right. If they get hurt, the doctor or surgeon hurts their hands, they're really in trouble. A business is basically built on systems. And that's when it just really blew my mind on this idea. It's like, wait a minute. So the systems actually run the business. And what we do is we manage systems. So if there's no systems then you're forced to manage people and that's a disaster And that's where all the conflicts and personalities there's a great saying nobody leaves a job they leave a boss so that's where all those problems end so the biggest problem that we have are a lack of clear systems and it's not complicated to create systems it's just something that we just don't think about so those two books were really big a book that i'm reading now um which was uh written uh, in part by one of my um mentors uh, and I was part of his program forever um was a book of who not how by Dan Sullivan Dan Sullivan's the owner of strategic coach so who not how is the mindset of who can help me achieve this thing versus how can I do it myself which is a mindset again, that comes from being this clinical trained, how can I do it? It's who, it's allowing others to help you. And I don't know about you, but during school, there weren't too many people that helped me. I studied, I took the test, I got the grade. When you get into business or just life in general, it's always about the who, who else can help me? Who can help me with marketing? Who can help me with treating? Who can help me with payroll? who can help me with you know developing systems who can help me see things that I, I may not you know be able to see on my own so this idea of leveraging your time to find other people who can help you is something that is just huge right now so that's that's a book that uh that i've read like the most recent but there's so many there's so many good good ones out there um that um The key is just read. You'll you'll see which writers you like, which one you don't. Start with why. Simon Sinek, uh, he's really taken this idea of why, um, what's your why, what's your purpose. And you could use that to anything, any vocation that you're doing, not just business. Um, We've taken that to the first thing that we do when we start with uh, uh, clients, uh, students, um, is really understand their why, their vision. Um, Because if you're not clear, on another one seven habits of highly effective people Stephen covey he's talked about begin with the end in mind i believe that's principle number four or five um if you're not clear on the destination in which you're trying to go then it's hard to understand of what you need to do right now to get there so you were clear on your destination that you wanted to be a physical therapist yes yeah that took you down certain paths of courses you had to take prerequisites you had to take you know uh, maybe you 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 were a volunteer aide and stuff like that, which then got you into school. Now school is taking you through that path. Once you get out, you have to develop your own destination. Because if I was hiring you to work for me, I know you're interviewing me, but I'm also interviewing you to say, JT, where do you see yourself in three years or five years? What do you want? If you're not clear it might be hard for me to know how can we help you start to move you towards that business is even more. So if you're not clear and I was never clear on my business, I just worked in the moment trying to survive and make enough money to pay bills. And if you're not clear where you want, then how are you supposed to make the decisions? Now, your vision, your destination is there for one reason to help you make decisions now to prepare you for achieving your your vision or destination. So anyways, a little rambling there, but there's a, there's a, there's a few books out there, uh, tons, tons more, um, but uh, those, those are a couple to get people started. Yeah, no, I really like those. And
0: I, a lot of them I've heard about, but I haven't read yet. So I'm excited to be able to check those out and learn about that. And I loved all those different aspects that you had truly are mindset shifts, not the who, not how, all those different things that you highlighted are things that I think if we apply them early on, that we can become more successful. Um, And so, yeah, I just wanted to wrap up right here. Is there any other additional information or advice that you've given us a ton already that you'd like to share? Um, And then you also have an offer that you'd like to share with the listeners and feel free to uh, highlight that and talk about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, well, advice is this, I mean, you mentioned when you get out of school, because I know a lot of students will be listening to to, to this. when, when, when you get out and you, you pass the boards and you have a PT next to your name, DPT next to your name, um, you know more than 99% of, of, of the people out there. Now, yes, it's important to continue to learn, continue to evolve, but you will not be measured on how many certifications or degrees you have. You already have enough to be successful. Now it's important to continue to learn, it's important to continue to involve, but sometimes we get caught up with knowing just for the sake of knowing and not knowing to maybe apply to help you move forward towards where you wanna go. That's one thing I wanna say because sometimes I start looking at people's certifications and there's there's almost like a badge of honor of how many darn credentials you have after your name and the person's still struggling. And I I just ask them, I go, so when is it gonna be enough? When do you, when are you gonna feel you're worthy enough? Because I think there's a little bit of this self worth, self esteem issue going on in our profession. We could save that for another time. So you are enough, you have what it takes and it's about applying it and learning it hands on stuff. That's one thing. And with, um, if you do decide to cross over and being a business person, which I think everyone should be on some level, even if it's a side hustle. Um, I think it's important for you to um, ask for help. You know, one of the things that we do at Practice Freedom you we provide help. We've been there, done that. So, you know, look for a coach, look for a mentor. Um, you know, it, it's so darn important to have these in your life not be the rugged individualist and say I could do this on my own. There's no badge of honor for that. So looking for help, embracing that is is huge, um, and a huge piece of advice I recommend. Um, and for those people that are interested, either they're they're starting their business or they've been in for a few years or maybe they've been in for several years, I'll be listening to. Um, you know, I'm happy to talk to you. Um, you can just go to Practice Freedom U, the letter U. Uh, dot com slash discovery and we can have a conversation we can share some of the programs that we offer some of the solutions that we have to help people um, really uh, increase their business acumen and achieve the goals that they w- they want to achieve so happy to have that conversation with, uh, with anybody that, that wants to
0: perfect thank you so much yeah so the best way to be able to contact
1: you is by going on to practicefreedomu.com is that correct yeah. So, uh, practice freedom, slash discovery, uh, that will get you, uh, we'll ask a few questions to get you set up with a phone call, um, to talk a little bit more about what you want and, and whether or not we, we can help you get there. Um, or you can just go on practice freedom, you.com. Um, I wrote a book, the practice freedom method. Um, it's, I forgot to mention, that's probably a great book to start with. It <laughs> talks about uh, my journey as, as, a, as a clinician, as a business owner, as a struggling business owner, and eventually figuring out a few things and becoming um, successful at doing it. So um, you can get, you can download the book for, for free there, uh, just a PDF copy, or you can go on to Amazon and download the hard copy if you'd like. So that's another thing you can do to get a little bit more information and, and learn a little bit more about this this idea of business and learn a little bit more about me and my journey.
0: That is great. Thank you so much, Jamie. Yeah. um, Honestly, I really wanted to thank you for coming on to the podcast today. I love that a lot. I loved all of those different mindset shifts that you presented to us. And I hope that everyone is able to kind of listen to this and apply them um, right now, whether whatever aspect or whatever part of your career that you're in, whether you're in PT school or all the way as as a clinician working, that we can start to apply these things and learn and grow and progress. Um, And as we want to become entrepreneurs in the field, to to learn in that aspect we have to understand that just because we're great clinicians doesn't make us automatically great entrepreneurs or great business people we have to know how to to improve in that category but yeah thank you again jamie for coming on i really appreciate it thank you Jake T. all right
1: have a good one you too
0: thanks everybody for listening to the podcast i hope you liked that episode if you did make sure to subscribe and also leave a review thanks everybody and we'll see you next time